global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Mark Spanet LLP, ranked among the top three forensic accounting firms in New York by the New York Law Journal for the sixth year in a row. Visit MarkSpanet.com. European stocks falling, government bonds rising in Germany with gold and a yen after explosions rocked a Brussels airport departure hall and a downtown subway station. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. And U.S. stock index futures are falling as well with S&P E-mini futures down seven points. Dow E-mini futures down 40, and Nasdaq E-mini futures down 18. The DAX in Germany is down a quarter percent. The CAC in Paris and FT100 both down more than six-tenths percent. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.90 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.84 percent. NYMEX crude oil down four-tenths percent, or 15 cents, to 41.36 a barrel. COMEX gold up seven-tenths percent, or $8.70, to 12.52.90 an ounce. The euro, $1.1219. The yen, 111.76. We're also watching travel-related stocks. They are moving lower in early trading after flights in and out of Brussels were canceled and security precautions were stepped up at travel hubs around Europe. Carnival down 3.6% this morning. Southwest Airlines down 1.6%. Delta down 3%. And American Airlines Group down 3.4%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen Moscow, thank you very much. Obviously, security being stepped up at airports and travel uh, destinations around the world, according to the New York Times, the New York Police Department increasing uh, its police presence at airports here. It is apparently uh, all but impossible to get in or out of Brussels at the moment. The only way to get there is by car. Trains have been stopped and the air- airports have been closed. Yeah, Michael, Delta 80 uh, was the last plane in, I believe, Atlanta to Brussels. It landed in Brussels. It was taken to a different part of the airport away from the terminal. Flights to Brussels being uh, diverted to uh, Amsterdam and to Frankfurt. Uh, Starwood Hotels, we've been talking about being on lockdown. Uh, Early trading has opened. It's down half a percent. Delta Airlines off 3 percent. American Airlines off 3 percent. Ian Bremer is the head of the Eurasia Group. Ian was on with us just yesterday we were talking about the outlook for politics in Europe. And, Ian, I know this is very, very early days. Is this, I'm wondering, going to be a game changer for any of the political events, the whole question of refugees, the borders in Europe, the Brexit vote in Britain, or uh, do we become somewhat, as the markets appear to be today, inured to this sort of thing? It's going to be part of daily life. Uh, it is becoming part of daily life and certainly for the markets, uh, but let's recognize the important trends that are happening in Europe right now. The Germans have worked incredibly, uh, incredibly t- strongly to try to get a deal with the Turkish government that would keep refugees in Turkey and would provide visa liberalization for the Turkish citizens to get into Europe. That's been incredibly controversial. That will become much harder to get through as a consequence of the attacks that we've seen today in Brussels. Uh, we have a Brexit referendum happening on June 23rd. Um, the, uh, one of the issues, the Brits aren't finding Europe very appealing right now. Part of that is refugees and political crisis. Part of that is general malaise and lack of economic growth in this part of the world. That gets harder. Uh, it's going to be a tougher slog to keep the Brits in Europe as a consequence. And Merkel, her weakness, she's uh, been down over 20% uh, approval rates, 
um, in over just over the last uh, few months, in part because of the lack of support for her refugee policy. She got hit hard um, in uh, state elections over the course of the past couple of weeks. Um, this is yet another blow to her, the most important leader in Europe, consistently since the 2008 financial crisis, very much on the back foot now and worse as a consequence of these attacks in Belgium. And finally, France, uh, a country that you know has had a hard time meeting their deficit targets, that's basically turned their back on austerity measures to say we need to focus on security right now. Clearly, that's going to be a double-down message for the French as well as for many other European countries. Um, the impact for economic outlook for things like tourism and for trade, given Schengen and the border issues, going to be much more negative. I look, Ian, at the language after November of last year, after 130 people died in Paris. And when you look at the EU websites and all that, I think of the Jean Monnet conference of 2015, where 300 worthies walk in a room and pontificate about international relations. Does that end with this events today? I don't know if I'd say it ends. Uh, it's, it's just we're going to continue. We're, we're just in this spiral where what it means to be Europe isn't what it used Who to be. Who has the will the, to get out of the spiral? Right. Well, no one has the will. I mean, that we don't have leadership. Um, I mean, one, one thing I suppose that's thankful is that the Americans aren't really very affected by terrorism in Europe. So it's not going to have much of an impact on what has already been an almost unprecedentedly divisive U.S. presidential election in part around precisely these issues. I mean, God forbid you have these kinds of things happening in the U.S. over the coming months would have a much, much greater impact uh, on the way we think about 2016. Um, but as for Europe, no, I mean, the trends have been support for the French party, uh, or the Front National, support for the alternatives for Deutschland and Germany, um, and many, many other, the Swedish Democrats, the list goes on across all of these countries. You've had very strong support um, that for for um, uh, un, 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 non-establishment parties that are on the fringe. This is going to lead to a, a greater degree. Right. Of that. I just saw a BBC tweet out, BBC breaking news. And once again, they're going to light up the Eiffel Tower. And this time it will be the coverage of the Belgian flag, the colors of the Belgian flag. And Ian, it will be in solidarity. What is the Ian Bremmer to-do list? for the leaders of institutions in Europe dealing with suicide terrorism? Well, I mean, one thing that you're going to see um, will be uh, a move away from privacy and a move towards much greater surveillance. I mean, after the Paris bombings, you may remember that there was enormous division within France. That yeah. former President Sarkozy said that he wanted to take the 11,000 members of the French community citizens that were on the watch list the terrorist watch list. He wanted to put them under house arrest, and he wanted to have ankle bracelets on them. Um, in Britain right now, um, you know, if you see someone in the school system that you think um, is susceptible um, to radical Islam, has acted in a way that you find suspicious, you know, you tell the authorities, and they basically give them counseling. Um, you know, this is a slippery slope, as I'm sure you can imagine. And overwhelmingly, the push is going to be away from privacy and specifically away from undifferentiated rights for those that are thought to be suspect for radical Islam and for joining a terrorist cause. Um, and, and increasingly, you start moving um, into an environment 
where these people are treated very, very differently. Um, and, uh, and, and that, that indeed, um, you know, there was a worry of that in the U.S. after 9-11, after the Patriot Act, and you saw some of the excesses, for example, that ends up leading to the Snowden scandal. That hasn't yet occurred as much in Europe. You'll see much more of that. What do we expect in terms of the political fallout in, in the short run from this? We're going to see heightened security. Do we see Schengen shut down? Um, well, Schengen is, is effectively suspended um, across many of the borders at present. Um, I think you're going to see, uh, again, this is incremental. Uh, if, if this had been a bolt from the blue, then we'd be having a conversation of, oh, my God, is this the end of Schengen? It's not. Uh, we've had a number of significant terrorist attacks in Turkey, uh, one just a few days ago. We've, of course, had significant bombings twice now um, in Paris. The, the, the Brussels and Belgium has been on higher alert ever since the November bombings in Paris. This, sadly, is not a surprise. And specifically coming on from the heels of the arrest uh, of one of those involved in the Paris bombings, the remaining at large, um, in the last couple of days, I think anyone involved in monitoring terrorism was aware of the fact that that could lead um, to any cells that existed uh, that were connected to that individual would lead to those attacks. So not, not a surprise here at all. One of the places that you would consider a principal target, but one of many, many tipping right. points. I mean, is this is this bigger than 1000 German women being sexually assaulted? On New Year's Eve. No, I'd say that was bigger because that was more of a tipping point that really undermined the leadership you had. This is not a tipping point. This is just piling on. Within the piling on are stunning headlines. Ian Bremmer, the French prime minister after the Belgium attacks. We are at war. That from the French uh, press. Who are we at war with? Uh, well, uh, you know, again, com- uh, you, you, that sounds like such an extraordinary headline until you realize he said the exact same thing after exactly. the Paris bombings in November. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're uh, certainly at, at war um, with those that would deign to commit terrorist acts against our fellow citizens. Uh, but what we're willing to do to proselytize that war is rather different than, you know, sort of the wars uh, that our nations have fought in the past. Um, and, and that's very clear. Um, the, the extant conditions that are causing um, the, these, these terrorist attacks are largely not in Europe. They're largely in the Middle East. They've, le- they've led to millions of refugees. Um, they are governments that are governed poorly. Um, they do not mm-hmm. have a lot of the economic wherewithal that they used to because of the oil prices right. being in the tank. Um, I mean, and because of extraordinary corruption. I mean, th- we know yeah. about those issues. Uh, those fixes are no closer today after the Brussels bombing than they were yesterday right. before it. And so as a consequence, this is, look, this is not in Brazil. You have a crisis, political crisis that is super right. acute, that it's actually oh. bringing down the existing system. Ian, the, the, the terrorist crisis is insufficiently acute. We have to leave it there. Ian Bremer, generous of you to be with us these last two days. We continue with another hour of Bloomberg Surveillance.